Hello and welcome to Opinions and Beer. We're your host, I'm Adam. I'm Tyler. And we've got Brandon in the house. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Fun stuff today. We've got some topics to chat about, whatever they might be. <laughs> but first off, first off, we've got one of something that uh, Tyler here loves. We've got a sour in the house. Oh, loves me some loves, sours. He, he has fallen in love with sours ever since the first episode he showed up on. We did Sour Fest, and ever since then, he's been, every time we have a sour on the show, he just, his mouth waters. I'm a little excited. A little, I, already, I can taste the tang already. So here we go. We've got the beer of the day. And today's beer of the day is brought to you by Dewclaw Brewing Company in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Strawberry Letter 23. It's 7.1% in alcohol by volume. It's a strawberry hopped sour. You want to read that uh, that uh, description there? Strawberry love affair. Love bug for sour ales got us good. Fresh strawberries and hops come together in our love <laughs> professing stamp on style with this hops with this hop sour. Enough hop bite and strawberry sweetness to shine through its tart undertones. Yet this year this year round beer is something to write home about. Oh, with a little, the cute little heart emoticon. Heart emoticon. Sealed with a kiss. Sealed with a kiss. Liquid love crafted in Maryland. I miss emoticons. <laughs> <coughs> Let's see if see how this pours. Has a, a nice clear sour color. You know what's crazy? A lot of these, uh, a lot of tarts are very colorful. But I've noticed that like some of these stricter sours are all like a standard. Well, there's like a there's like a, a reddish hue in that. But that's a beautiful. Oh, the strawberry probably gives it a reddish hue. But yeah. that's that's a beautiful head. Oh yeah, that head's. This is a this is a fine looking beer. It's got a nice head. It's got a nice murky Pretty. color to it. Oh like, man, of, that aroma comes through immediately. Oh man, that that smells straight of like that smells like a good sour, and it also has that hint of strawberry behind it. And uh, and really, it has that is that it has a a, a strong oh. that a strong sense of hops, which you know which makes sense because a hopped sour. So I'm I'm interested to see how much hops. Come through the uh, the sour bite. Oh man! Just just, just by smell alone, it's got to be powerful. I'll say on head retention. What are we giving this? Oh man! That look at that head. Look, the lacing is it's pretty like good, nice. Good inch of head just and sit. it's just sitting. It's just it's retaining it. You, you I mean yours yours isn't. You gave it a little different of a pour than I did though. Mm-hmm. But your look your your glass looks for some reason a little dirtier than ours. You can see like these see these bubbles right here. The, how the bubbles are kind of sticking to the, the bottom of the glass. It looks refreshing. That's the word I would use right now. It looks like something that I would pour after a run. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it definitely looks refreshing. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and try this beer. What in the hell? That's perhaps the strangest thing I've ever had served to me in a cup. Why? I, I mean, I, okay, it's called a sour. Yes. Is it sour to you? And, and it's tart, right? Yeah. But yep. for some reason, it being sour on my tongue is, is shocking. Shocking? It's not. How could a sour be sour? 
the um the hops uh it's not it's not really bitter but the hops are giving it kind of like a orange juicy uh taste in there yeah i'm getting less strawberry and more like mango yeah what why is that mm, weird yeah maybe it's like maybe it's raw strawberry i don't know I mean, the <laughs> strawberry itself is really tart yeah like, I wonder if it's on the... What's weird is the strawberry came in through the aroma for me, but... Yeah, it's got like a sweet sweet strawberry aroma to it, but like... Yeah, okay. It's got, on the after breath, and the, 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 like when you swallow, it's got the strawberries tang. Like, I know that sours are tart, but it's yeah. got the strawberries tang to it. On, on, on top of that soury tart. But the hops, they really pierce through on the initial, like when you're pulling it into your mouth, mm-hmm. bringing it onto your tongue, you really start getting all those hops. And it, and it even pierces through in the smell too. Like the strawberry pierces through, but also, yeah, it's also really hoppy in its smell. You ever hear somebody describe a, uh, like a sweet drink as dangerous? Like I could get booked up on this without realizing. This seems like a pretty dangerous beer to me. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a seven percent sour. It's uh, it's very drinkable. Oh, I could put this. Um, in a it's not bowl. like it's not like overly sour. Like the tartness seems to be just right. Uh, not strawberry enough, but oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, on, that, on that on that breath exhale I just did right there in my hand. All strawberry. No, all hops. All hops. The further I go, I'm getting more strawberry, but oh, really? I'm having to work through it. I'm having to really imagine. <laughs> You're having to imagine the taste of strawberries yeah, in your head. Oh, God. It's like, this is what strawberries taste like. This is what strawberries... <laughs> oh, there it is. Hit, hit, hit. Oh, it's gone. Because <laughs> the hops just cut right through. It really does. This seems like... It seems like maybe they accidentally added too, many, too much hops. Or they added a hop... With uh, uh, the alpha acids were uh, a little too high, and they just uh, is is twenty three the what what's the IBU? You know what? It's funny they don't mention the IBU because that would that would uh, determine because like technically sours, they're calling it a hop sour, which is kind of an oxymoron because sours are supposed to be low hopped. Yeah, like well, I mean, listen to their their catchphrase though, like craft be cherished, rules be damned. Oh, okay. So they don't. So they don't give a shit. <laughs> so they, don't, they don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, a sour's not supposed to be hoppy. Throw some hops off in there. Which, uh, well, there's this one company, uh, the Al, uh, Blue Owl Brewing Company, and they make sour IPAs. Like they straight up call it. It's an IPA, but it's sour. So where? So they're, 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 these people are calling it a straight. Hop sour, which yeah. is like a weird, but like you said, rules be damned, <laughs> rules be damned. Uh, liquid love, liquid love. Anyways, what do y'all, what do y'all think about uh, this beer? Uh, thoughts and uh, a rating. I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the liquid love. Oh, you know what? It ca- that strawberry came through. I just burped and it came through. I swear to God, the further came you go, really it well. becomes more evident. It's just ephemeral, you know. Like you catch it and it's gone. So, what is your thoughts 
on this beer, Brendan. What is your uh, your rating for it? Like like out of ten? Yeah, out of ten. I'd give it, um, you know, like seven and a half. It's great. It's perhaps not my bag, uh, but I can see where this would be someone's bag, and were this yeah. to be handed to me, I would be extremely grateful. Is it crazy the range of sours? Yeah, like they really do have a crazy amount of range. Because I mean, we've had sours that like are almost like the juice that this says they are. Like you know, it's like this thick ass, thick ass like, juice like sour. sour candy. Yeah, yeah, like Jolly Rancher in a glass. <laughs> but like, what are your opinions on this beer? What what are your what is your rating on this beer? Um, maybe not enough strawberry. But uh, I guess rules be damned. I um, maybe that's a problem. Maybe sometimes rules are there for. <laughs> no, right? Maybe rules There's are there for. This aftertaste. I can for have a reason. Aftertaste for fucking it's a, it's a very easy be- it's an easy beer to drink. It's really it was really not that expensive. It came in a six pack. A lot of a lot of these uh, um, self proclaimed. A lot of these pretentious beers will come in four packs and cost twenty bucks. This one was like. Like pretty cheap for a six, like a six pack, not a four pack. Came in a six pack. It was uh, affordable, and I think they pretty much sell it everywhere. Not everywhere, but you know, right? H E B, I think, sells it. So you don't have to travel to the fucking liquor store for it. And so, with that in mind, the availability of it, the drinkability of it, the taste, uh, I think I'll meet you at I'll meet you at eight, an eight. It's pretty high rating though. But it's, it, it was hard for me to give it. It's hard. It's hard for me to give it an eight. I'm, I kind of want to give it a lower rating, but it's just kind of a little too drinkable to I, give it a lower than eight. This is situational to me. You give me. You give this to me at like a spring festival or some shit where we're like jumping over bonfires or something like that. This is a ten. This is a solid ten. Like right now, out of nowhere, I guess it's all right. But I feel like there's a time and a place. Maybe that's what it is. You know, I maybe that's why I'm giving it such a high rating because like we just wrestled and shit, and I'm just like, You're in the zone. I'm kind of like relaxing now, kind of. I'm just like, oh yeah. I'm gonna give it a six. Woo, a six. I'm gonna give it a six because I'm so, a huge fan of sours, and this does not like perform. No, this doesn't stack up to some of the other sours we've had on the show, especially yeah, the ones that I've given like nines and fucking. No, eights. yeah, no, I'm this sh- doesn't stack up. To I, them. I'm sure my my uh, my relaxing. Feeling right now is what's making me give it such a high rating. I'm sure any other day I'd give this like a five or something. <laughs> I'd give it like a <laughs> like I'd buy it again, but it's not really. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna drop mine to five. I'd buy it again, but it's not special. You know, I'm, I'm gonna keep because like any other day on, on its worst, this is gonna be like a like a fifty a fifty percent type deal. Like I don't see this ever being bad. You know? What yeah, I mean? the old Texas try. That's a taggy beer. <laughs> yeah. Whew. <laughs> and when you drink it really fast, you don't get no strawberry. <laughs> no strawberry. You, you lying kill, bastards. You just kill the glass, right? This is the nature of the, the Texas track. Yeah, the Texas yeah. track, you just kill the glass. That's what's what I always do. Mm. However much you've got, you just kill it. Just The old Texas... He's doing it? Yep. Is he giving it? The oh my God, Texas try? try? Is it too tangy? He's doing it. He don't give a damn about that tang. Damn. How you feel? I don't agree with you one bit. You take that all at once, it's honestly much better. 
Oh, no, I didn't say it was worse. I said no strawberry. No, so, okay, yeah. No, no, that's true. That's true. Not even close to a hint. <laughs> Not even close. All you get is just sour tang. My God. Not even. And the sour tang is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But all you get is that. You don't get no fruit, no no bouquet of strawberryness, nothing like that. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't understand where it's supposed to come in. Because, like, this is the memory If it wouldn't have been hopped up, I could imagine this being a really smooth strawberry with a mild amount of tang. Yeah. The the hops, whatever hops they use are they, cutting. It's like some golden hops or some shit. It, like, yeah. pierced fucking through. Yeah, definitely cutting through any any flavor. Because like, I just burped, and trident. you said you tasted strawberry, and your burp, I tasted pure hops. But that, oh, yeah? After that Texas try, that burp tasted like nothing but hops. Good God. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I even made a post kind of about it. What, why do you think a lot of people just talk about stuff? Do you think it's too hard for people to imagine, you know, succeeding in their dreams? Well, I mean, in terms of why the whole, like, pipe dream thing, I think that's an essential part to the evolution of, of it all. Like, the reason we set out unrealistic plans and we set out a million of them and we never go through with any of them is that in the end, one of them we're going to hit. And it doesn't matter which one, as long as we set out a million ones ahead of us, like, in terms of possibilities and desires and whatnot, I got a thousand plans for what I want to do with my life. I want to maybe look into making art. I want to look into making uh, stories. I want to look into starting a food truck. I want to look into, you know, getting this, like, backyard wrestling career set up. I want to look into yeah. doing all these different things going on because I know that if even one of them hits, it's going to be it. That's all it's going to take is just one. Yeah, uh, We've been talking a lot of today about our competition, <clears throat> which is it's now competition, which is ironic. <laughs> It's kind of funny. It didn't start off that way, but it's just grown into this is our competition now. You know, we've got to try our best to, uh, to, you know, the name of their show is literally, you know, it has short films. They're supposed to be making short films. That their goal was to make short films, and you know how easy it is to make a short film. <laughs> you just go and do it. You just go and film it. I mean, I say easy. It's 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 hard to make a really good film. You know, say that it takes talent to make a good mm-hmm. film. It's easy to go out. And shoot something. To just do something. To go do it. And, you know, I've made it a staple. You know, uh, back in the day, uh, this might have been before Von Crow, but uh, but back in the day, we were, go- we were shooting uh, Sudistic Wrestling, the movie. Okay? We got about 40 minutes filmed. We had the basically, maybe a little bit more film. We had basically what we had was the big finale left. Okay, we we had this whole finale planned. Uh, we were gonna get we we're gonna go me and uh, Hawk Finnegan. We we're gonna fight on a waterfall. We were gonna I was gonna spear him off a waterfall, and we go we go to film this scene for the uh, finally we we're finally gonna go film this scene, take a trip, and it turns out that it cost way. It's not easy to get to the waterfall as as people described it to be. It actually cost it would have cost a lot of money to get there. And we never got to that waterfall. We never uh, found a way to remake the, you know, we didn't. We never rewrote it. We never finished the movie. In fact, the film is now lost on a laptop somewhere. And uh, it's very disappointing because, like, that, that, the first half was, like, pretty good. It was, like, you know, it was our first film to try to do. And uh, we, never, we never finished it. We never completed it. It was uncompleted. And... 
something something about not completing that film, you know, struck a nerve with me to where I made it a point to set out what to complete what I set out to do or to do my best to like if I have an idea you know and it's and it's accomplishable if I have an idea that's accomplishable I'm going to set out and do it if I say I want to interview I want to start a podcast and interview a celebrity guess what I'm going to go fucking start a podcast and I'm going to find a celebrity that will come on the fucking podcast and do it and we've done it We've had fucking Michael J. White on the podcast. We've had fucking Napoleon Dynamite on the podcast. Joel McHale on the podcast. You know, fucking the, the new Mortal Kombat characters on the podcast. I go out and do that. If I say, I'm going to brew a beer. I'm going to fucking, if it's doable, it's, it's fucking doable. I'm going to go grab the shit. I'm going to go brew a beer. You know what I mean? For 16 years, I say 16 years. For a good while, we have said to ourselves, we are going to make sudistic wrestling into something. The thing is, the doability of it as teenagers was unlikely due to the amount of money it cost and the fact that most of our, our parents probably said, fuck wrestling. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what is this wrestling stuff? You know who watches wrestling? People that mow grass for a living. I mean, a steady fucking... <laughs> yes. Hold the fuck up. It's so... It's so... And so, uh... So, us getting a wrestling ring will be the... Is a... Is, it would be the staple to us... To, to For me, personally, continue the path of actually accomplishing what we set out to do. You know, Sudistic Wrestling uh, has been the ultimate project that we've worked on that just has always felt incomplete. And I mean, we set out. I'm. We have. Li- I've literally worked with somebody, made a mi- made a movie and put it on streaming service and made money off it. Even though it's banned now on Amazon Prime. But even though it's been, even though it's blocked on Amazon Prime now, I literally I set out to do what we need to do. I feel like some people is always talk, always talk. They they is doable stuff. It's not like I want to be a fucking astronaut. I'm not saying, I want to be an astronaut and build a goddamn rocket ship. I want to be Elon Musk. No. These goals are realistic. You know, every fucking phone now has a camera. You know, ask ask any filmmaker in the world. They say, pull out your phone and film your movie that way. You know what I mean? Like, just, if you want to film something, go film it. If you want to, you know, and that's what, I got, what am I trying to say here, guys? What am I getting at? Why, I mean, why do you think, People don't do it. Why? Why do you think people are you are a lot What's of times holding all holding people back? Yeah, what holds people back from actually doing stuff? Oh, don't ask me. I'm gonna tell you, it's capitalism. Capitalism. I'm gonna say it. I'm poor all the fucking time. Same, and that's honestly half the reason why I can't get any of my shit done. Like things like oh, getting a car. All right, so I can drive myself yeah. <laughs> to the driver's uh, to DPS to get my driver's license. And after I drive myself <laughs> to the driver's office to get my license, then of course I'm going to pay for the the gas and the insurance. Cause, <laughs> cause I can do oh it. my god! Cause, yeah, 
honestly, these pipe dreams and whatnot, that's what I think yeah. is what it boils down to, is that you have to actually have capital. You have to actually have... All of your blood. dreams, all dreams are pipe dreams unless you have the ability to do Exactly, them. exactly. And we tend to compartmentalize. We say, this is a real dream. This is a real goal. This is something that matters to me because in the end, it's going to gain me more capital. And it's going to make it easier for me to raise my family, for me to have a good yeah. life and whatnot. And then you look at the other side and you say, but this is what I want. Yeah. And having to make that decision, that's what I think the crux is. Uh, uh, once we get, I mean, at some point we're going to get into like reviewing some of the films we've done. Obviously, whenever we get more like uh, more people involved, we can all sit around and do live reactions on opinions of beer of like all these films we've made. But I mean, we've made like these are hour and a half long films. These are feature films. These are stuff that like we 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 made a a goal to do something. and We do it. It's like, a weird thing, but one of the things that I keep in my head whenever we're doing, whenever I'm doing a project with anybody, whether it be sadistic or whether it be my writing or my stand-up comedy, I always look at it in the mode of like, because I'm always doing shit like weed and acid. I always look at it to where like three thousand years from now, you know, after society's collapsed and everything's mm-hmm. fallen into ruin, or at least society as we know, yeah, society as we know, and then it's had to like rebuild itself all over again Some from from the yeah, so, beautiful. Yeah, something that we could never fathom. But I imagine that one day these these fucking future people will be digging around in the the nuclear remains of fucking, you know, Texas or New York or wherever. And hopefully, you know, these people will find, like, live on New York, you know, live on Broadway, Tyler Phillips. And it's like an hour and a half of me doing unrelatable jokes (laughs) to Because their lives are so things future. Things they'll never be able to understand. Yeah, things they'll never be able to understand, but it'd be just me. But it'll, gl- it'll give them that glimpse. you got to think from their perspective, too. Like, like, what little we give them, what little we give the future, is such a massive look into our current present. Nobody thinks about, like... So, like, when somebody finds, like, the ancient fucking, you know, CD of Tyler Live on Broadway... That's a whole view of our own world. And that's they're, a yeah, whole and, view. And they're, they're listening to a guy talk about things like uh, suicidal teenage depression and then that continuing on into his 20s. This and, shit might not exist at that point. People might shrug their shoulders and try to ask themselves... Why would a teenager ever have, like, existential crises when you have to hunt the buffalo to not die? Yeah. So my whole thing is, is maybe someday somebody picks up uh, my graphic novel. You know, they pick up a shelled remain of the graphic novel and start reading through it. Maybe they pick up some fucking recording device that still has my voice on it. And they can be all like, huh, that's what this person thought of it all. Or that's what this person did. Can you believe something like that existed? People have that same thought. You look at like universal newsreels from like the 1930s. And a lot of people can't wrap their heads around the fact that this was just how shit was at the point. People were talking weird. People were wearing weird fucking clothes. People had weird fucking ideas about how shit was. You, you were thinking to yourself not like... Oh man, humanity is making a breakthrough point, and we're going to the we're going to space or whatnot. You're thinking my nation state is competing so effectively with other nation states. We, the burnt out victims of the present, don't get that. That's something that only people from the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties who still had this nationalistic bullshit idea of how the world works, they can get that. We're we're too far removed. In the future, in the future, when people pull your art out of burning husks of the ruins of the past, you know, 
they're not going to be able to get it in the same way that we can't get this. What what makes but uh, I guess I'm I mean dial it back to something like uh, what makes our situation? You're an, you're a third party person. You're just now joining in. Mm. What do you think it is about us when we say, yeah, let's go do backyard wrestling. Let's go do it. Other people say, you know, like I was mentioning before, hardcore Cody Durham tried to leave Sudistic to go do backyard wrestling. Mm. What happened? Did they do it? No. What? What? What are we doing? What? What? what third party person. What do you see different? In my opinion, it, it boils down to the same problem I see all over reality, all over the human race, all over culture, society, and everything. And that's it. Like, uh, it's all bullshit. It's all made up, right? Your fun little thing that you wanted to do just for you is just as valid as any of the rest of it. There's no reason to shrug your shoulders and say, this is something I'm going to have to give up in order to live life the way that I quote-unquote should. There's no such thing as should. There's no such thing as right and wrong. I, I, I don't know what I'm getting at in terms of why nobody's willing to put forth the effort in towards doing th- this fun thing that people want to do. You know they want to do it. You hear it from them all the time. You hang out with them and you know that this is a part of their lives that they would love to indulge in if they just had the opportunity. They are unable to sit down and say, my fun little vanity project or whatever, or my pastime, or my hobby, or my hyperfixation is just as valid as any other thing. Any other thing. So you're sitting right now, Adam, you're sitting with a shoulder angel and a shoulder devil. Okay. You really are. Because that guy right there, he's an optimist. Okay. And um, he believes things like, uh, let me say this, he believes things that I don't. Okay. One of those being like, people can be good. Yeah. In my opinion, people are good by default. We just don't talk enough to make our goods align. And in my opinion, people are bad by default. It just takes a lot of effort to be good. I think... I think that's why pipe dreams stay pipe dreams is because when confronted with do the thing everybody else is doing or do your own thing... Most people just tend to do what everybody else is doing. It's a lack of confidence and it's self-loathing. That's what it is. That's why in my stand-up comedy, I live in Southeast Texas. I was raised in Southeast Texas. Do you know one thing that's really Southeast Texan that I just endlessly rip on in my comedy? Hats. Plant work. Okay. (laughs) Plant work. (laughs) Yeah. I rip on plant work like it's nobody's business. Giving up. Because around here, that's what I view plant work as. When I heard a guy in school say, well, yeah, you guys are dumb wondering what you still want to do. I'm going to go and be a pipe fitter. I get it. You already fucking gave up on life. Your life is that shitty that you would rather go out to the fucking death field, the fucking petrochemical death field, and you would stand around with a bunch of uneducated dipshits. Talking about how much you fucking hate your wives and your children. Yeah, talking about how much you hate your own lives and shit. Talking about how you want to go get pussy at the club. And, And you gave up on life, and you became the plant worker. But because there's so many of them in this area, they feel the need to put down shit on people like you and me and Brendan. Anybody who wants to do something fun. No, no, not even fun. Anybody who wants to do fucking 
anything Any, in this area besides filling. plant pipe fitting. They just look at you like you're a fucking moron. They do. The only reason... They do do that. They're like, oh man, I'm a pipe fitter. I've been a pipe fitter for 30 years. I got my own trailer and my own piece of land. This whole area, this whole culture, this whole people, it's all all slanted towards putting you in those fucking plants. We're, We're an area of bedroom communities for plants. Getting into the plants doesn't require effort. It requires a lack of effort. You naturally end up in those goddamn plants. So, like... All you need is a fucking ID and a non-criminal background. So, I hear this. Like, like people who go through this plant lifestyle and whatnot, and they're putting down people who don't. My dad was in the plants for 32 years, and it's sad to say, but in his old age, my dad is living a life of regret because he regrets having wasted 32 years of his life in the fucking pipe plants. It takes no effort to have your ass landed up in the plants around here. It takes effort to have your ass... Ended up anywhere else. There's an airport in Beaumont. To be a fucking air traffic controller in Beaumont requires any amount of effort other than I give up, I'm going to be a plant worker. You want to work in the port of Beaumont? (laughs) I think it's like the fourth largest port in the United States or something. The port of Beaumont? Yeah, you got to have fucking credentials. You got to actually bust your ass proving to them that you're willing to go through with their cliquish little bullshit. I worked in the plant for an entire year. I know exactly how fucking lazy plant workers are. I know exactly how fucking pointless 90% of their time on the job is. Why don't people go through with what they want? It's because most of the people around here, 99% are the people who put no effort into it. They landed in these plant-ass positions and they, and they have talk dads down. like my dad. They who tell well, everyone they, else. Well, and my, dads like my dad who tell your kids, oh, if you want to make money around here... Join the plant. It's work. a systemic issue. It's a systemic issue. It just never fucking. It's a cycle that never ends. Nobody wants to go through with their passion projects. Nobody wants to go through with their pipe dreams. Nobody wants to go through. With and what then like like them. like me and Brendan had our like I, like when I say we had our minds blown, but like just hanging out in Galveston for a week, people having fun, people having yeah. fun, people with actual fucking careers. Like you stop at this dude on the beach. They made it. Th- this dude on the beach selling ice cream out of a fucking what looks like a push cart, and you might think to yourself, "Oh wow, that guy's walking around pushing ice cream out of a push cart. Who does he work for?" Turns out himself, and he's laughing at all of us who get sweaty and hot and go to the beach for fun because there he I, is. I don't know. I don't know. But between there he is standing there with ice cream, you know and we walk up to it. We're like. Oh boy, I could really use an ice cream. <laughs> He's not laughing at the three guys trying to get a wrestling career started off the ground from fucking nothing. He's laughing at those pipe workers. All I'm the pipe workers who took the their families out there for two-day Galveston vacations. And the kids all want ice cream. There he is, <laughs> the pushing ice cream. Most of us were raised by those people in this area. The reason being, by the way, because most of the people in this area... Are those people? But I mean, but some people have those pipe dreams and and they don't want to be pipe workers and they still, for some reason, do not have the. Is it? Is, do you think that people don't have the drive to do it, or do you think confidence? Or do you think? No, 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 I agree with Brendan right there. Confidence. When I the last time I went and did stand up, it's weird to say, but that's all I got complimented for. 
Nobody walked up and said like your, you your made skill, your technique. Yeah, nobody walked up and said like you made me laugh harder than any time I've ever laughed in my life. Or the way you delivered jokes you was just so comedy. Actually, did it. People walked up to me and shook my hand and said, "Wow, you got up there and did it. You had balls, man. It takes balls to do comedy." And I'm like, "No, it doesn't. You just get up there and do it." Nobody wants to just get up there and do it because the risk reward situation that we've been laid out our whole lives is like you have. Living in a van down by the fucking river, if you choose to yeah. be happy, or you can work at the plant. Well, I think, think think about the last time I went and did stand up. This is one thing that I always tell everybody. How much do you think it would affect have affected me if I'd have got up on stage and not gotten a single laugh, a single chuckle? If everybody would have kept eating their meals, drinking their beers, and not paying attention to me, you know how much it would have affected me? Zero. Fucking zero. Maybe just a little bit, yeah. especially if I gave what I felt was a zinger and nobody <laughs> fucking laughed at it. And I'd be like, hey, hey, assholes, that's a zinger. You all need to laugh at that one. I can't say that. I can't say that there's some kind of like detachment or whatever, because be real, man, like you, you want this, right? Like this is something that's important. But like at the same time, if everybody's ignoring me, whatever, I got 15 minutes to do my thing. And you, you know you're you, going to get another 15. Yeah, you may prefer the guitar guy or you may prefer the the poet, but you got me for 15 minutes. Yeah. That's what you're stuck with. And I'm going to do my thing. That's another thing that I noticed like that, that that one guy who like I literally signed an autograph for him. But like he brought up like, "Oh man, like you know, it's like you got like opinions on your joke, like your jokes seem like you got opinions on shit, you like let people have it." And I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. You know, like, I'm not worried about getting heckled by the crowd because there's no fucking pipe fitter in this fucking area who's clever yeah. enough to fucking heckle me. Do, do you ever think that, uh, do, you, do you think that some people, uh, they don't they don't realize the difficulty of some stuff, though? Well, that's one thing, too. Like, okay, I will say that, like, the difficulty of certain things can be a factor like I don't think that's honestly the case at least the, from- like the, like when people say like I want to film a movie yeah this is my example for that when you say you want to film a movie okay well do you have a do you have a cameraman or are you going to hold the camera when you say and then and if you say if you say I'm going to hold the camera then I say okay so you're the director and the cameraman who's holding the boom who's doing the audio recording are you doing it so you're the director the cameraman and the audio recorder now, who are the actors? I don't think it's a matter of difficulty. And when you phrase it like that, I feel like you're giving too much credit to the people who've succeeded. I think it's a matter of circumstance. I think most people, and I'm telling you, at least from the perspective of somebody who's got to deal with some mad anxiety, you know what I mean? I, I, I get that most people are honestly probably quite aware of the difficulty of their uh, uh, of their pipe dreams. They probably know all too well how much effort it would take. But I'll give I'll give an example from a person we both know. Chad. All right, well, okay, from my my from Chad's perspective, right? If Chad was a millionaire, he'd have had 12 movies already published. And right. you know what? One of them would have been good. Right. But maybe even out of all of out of all the screenplays that he has written, none of them are a movie right now. He knows all too well the difficulty of making a movie. He has no ability to implement. He has no ability to put his muscle towards solving that difficulty, whether he wanted to or not. Right, because the difficulty of making a movie comes from money. That's not the difficulty of it, in my opinion, because when you say difficulty, I I associate that with skill. There's no skill to having money. 
There's skill towards making a movie. Now, you can be able to do that or you cannot be able to do that. But what you matters. need both of those to make a movie. No, you don't. To make a good I would movie, you need both the, money and the All other the thing. shitty movies out there that have turned a profit prove to me that all, that's really ma- all that really matters here is that you have the capital to make the investment to begin with to be able to make your return. It doesn't matter if you have skill. Doesn't matter if you have technique. Doesn't matter if you have a good idea. Well, those shitty movies. When you say shitty movies, if they made profit, I'll tell you this: there were a thousand more movies that didn't meet budget. And I'm guessing out of the thousand, nine hundred of them were better. However, this was marketable because you're arguing about three different things here. You're arguing about skill and technique. You're arguing about effort, and you're arguing about market marketability. Those are three separate things. Something might take a lot of skill. For instance, say, clock making. Clock making does not require a lot of effort. You're not pushing boulders over in the, in the blinding hot sun. It also doesn't require a lot of capital. All you need is the ability to do it. Something might require a lot of capital, but no effort or uh, skill. For instance, investing. Investing requires no effort or skill. It just requires rudimentary, like, three Google searches, and you know everything you need to know about Worry about making a bad investment and also look towards making good investments. You know the whole shtick. Effort, skill, and capital are three completely separate things. And yeah, I think capital is the number one thing holding people back. I think tons of people have effort and heart and willpower and energy and calories that they would be willing to expend if they only had the opportunity. What what Chad himself refers to as the mythical quote-unquote shot his shot. What he means is capital. What he means is an investor. Somebody walking up and saying, hey, I have $2,000. Can you make me something that can make me $5,000 off of this? And then I'll give you $1,000 on top of that. So I keep my 2000 profit. You keep your 1000 profit. And the 2000 we spent as capital is just reinvested. But, <clears throat> I mean, there's, there's like... I feel like, what am I trying to say? The other thing that can really hold back a pipe dream is who you surround yourself with. That's true. That's yeah. true. Personal decisions. If you surround yourself with a bunch of people who say, no, that's not going to make it, then it probably you probably give up on it. And if you surround yourself with a bunch of people who too much say that's going to make it, you could get overconfident in what you're doing. And yeah. keep, it, keep it from being too deterministic. You surround yourself with a bunch of people who are like, oh, it's not going to happen. I don't care if you soldier on. If you like, like keep your chin up or whatever. You don't, you're not surrounding yourself with support. Oh, God. With things that could help that move forward. I stood up and I had a So, like, here, yeah. Just keep talking. But if you surround yourself with tons of people who say, oh, you're the funniest, oh, you're the best... That might not be an accurate reading. Indeed, indeed. An echo chamber uh, type scenario. That's, why, that's, that's, that's one of the reasons I might say it's not too big of a uh, deciding factor in terms of whether or not your pipe dream gets off the ground. Confidence is my core thing that I'm, that I'm going to keep doubling down on when it comes to pipe dreams. If you believe, honestly, I, I mean, in a room with you and nobody else... If you can admit to yourself that you believe that your idea is a good idea, then all it takes after that point is honest effort. But a lot of people have problems making it to that point. People have problems making it to the point where they can look themselves in the mirror, no God, 
no friend, no mom, no dad, no brother, no sister, nobody in the room with you for you to make confirmations towards, but you and yourself and say, what I want is good. What I want is something that I deserve. What I want is something that's good for me. What I want, so on and so forth. People have issues at, at the stage of confirming for themselves that their beliefs, that their wants, that their desires, that their, need, that their needs are valid. If more people could confirm for themselves that what they want is good, okay, then they'd be able to apply their effort accordingly. We're all blessed with this massive reservoir of energy, effort, and we don't know how to use it. Anyways, whew, what we got on the itinerary today, much of a chatting, talking, life experiences. Uh, we could react to weird videos on the internet. We well, could uh, react to news. What's uh, what's uh, what's everybody been up to lately? I know me, I've been doing stand-up comedy. I've been trying to get more of that going on. Uh, shit. I've been up to just work, I guess. Working? Just work and uh, uh, trying to get our wrestling uh, going and feuding with other Damn backyard wrestling promotions, ironically. <laughs> it's the life, man. It's, it's the, the life. life. It's the life. Maybe we should talk about that on the podcast. We haven't even talked about that shit. I, and I, I feel like I feel like I need to get something off my chest, but I don't know how to word it. All right, we'll podcast it up. Buddy. Here we go. I don't know what... Well, I guess I can't... It's hard for me to explain why I'm upset. Why do you think I'm upset with how they're treating our show? Uh, because they're treating our show like it's second to theirs. That's what it is. You know, I was trying to tell Tyson Sport. I was telling Tyson Sport uh, today. I was like, the problem is that they like. I don't want to. <laughs> they're. Like, it, it's ironic because they they'll say we just we're just doing this to have fun or something. We just want y'all to have fun. But then they also are strict with their rules on. But we, we y'all can't mention y'all show or blah blah. You can't be the same characters. Yeah. Was. Well, I think they said we could be the characters. We just can't have a history. But that doesn't make any sense. Which doesn't make any sense because our our history is our characters. You know, our characters have grown. And I was trying to tell Tyson Sport. I mean, like, if we go and do that, like, it's literally what they're saying is, "Come waste your time." You can't put this on your show because it's not going to matter to your show because you can't bring up anything you've already done. Yeah. And they're just doing this seemingly, I guess, for fun, which is fine. But if it's for fun, it's fun for us to continuously building our characters we've already established, not starting fresh. Oh, yeah. Right. It's just kind of insulting. I hope you don't mind if I kind of like chip in. Yeah, chip in. Third party here. See, this is all new to me, and I'd like to get my feet in. I'd like to understand what's going on and whatnot. But, you know, I, I already have some bits and pieces, some reflections, some images, and you know what, so far. And, and as far as I can tell, uh, it's a little bit disrespectful. Yeah. It's a little bit uh, like a refusal to extend, you know, uh, like like like, an, like a courtesy. Yeah. And uh, you being, you know, you... You being a little bit like off put by that—that's completely understandable. Well, yeah, and, and at least from this third party perspective, you know. And it's mean? crazy because I th and it, uh, so, uh, another thing that's happening is like they've never had opposition like this before. Mm -hmm. They've never had anybody say, "Hold the fuck the phone," 
because uh, I mean, Tyson Sport, he he plays along with it because he needs people for his show, and so he's willing to just do whatever. Where we literally took a six year break, <laughs> like we don't need nothing. <laughs> we're just we're we're coming back. Okay, it's like we're we have we are returning, you know, and we uh and on top of returning, well, you know, not, we've technically done this longer than all of these people. Yeah, and not just <laughs> that, but like upon like the like you're just saying like the returning thing, like I don't know for any fans listening at home if they know this, but we're currently in the process of trying to get a ring. Yeah, and um, us in Sudistic alone, we have like. What is it like? Eight people from the old days of Sudistic that have all said like, as soon as we get a ring, they're in. Yeah, you got new blood looking at it. Yeah, we got new blood looking at it. And um, my whole thing is always going to be like, once we get the ring, and we're training up, and we're all doing matches and stuff like that. Like, if somebody doesn't want to play ball and say like, yeah, you guys can come and wrestle at our show and be your same characters, then like. There should be no question that they shouldn't be allowed yeah. to, like, you know, be a part of our shit and wrestle in our ring, something they don't have. See, that mm. that's another thing. See, that was a... Oh, shit. Because, like, our, we're getting a professionally made ring from Kentucky. Yeah. And right now we're in the debate of trying to get it either mail-ordered or <laughs> fucking driving up there ourselves to go and pick Yeah, that's kind of like... That's kind of the big... To go and pick the son of a bitch That's the question. Ourselves. So, like, the moment we get... And another thing is... Not no offense to anybody out there who's ever done backyard wrestling and made your own ring. We've done that before. Me and my buddy Chad over at yeah. my dad's house. We've made our own ring before. You know what I mean? Like that's what you do when you want a backyard wrestle and you want to have a ring. You make one yourself and you you, you redneck ingenuity. Yeah, redneck ingenuity. You Frankenstein. You Frankenstein one together. Yeah. But we're we're talking about getting an actual professional ring. And literally practicing and setting up professional matches with one another for the entertainment of an area that has no fucking entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Not a damn thing. There's to not do. even a fucking arcade in this town. What 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 there is to do in this town is to go to the next town over. <laughs> <laughs> go to the next town over. And we're literally gonna make something to do in this town, and also people from the next town over can come over and watch it as well. So I yeah. mean, it's like a win-win in my fucking brain. But yeah. like, yeah. My whole thing on it all, this is just me. I don't think they take it seriously. Which is funny. Which is funny because they, like, we all say, even you, you and me, we all say we're all doing this to have fun. Yeah. All of us guys. We're all doing this to have fun. But at the same time, it's like we take our fun seriously and we want to push our fun forward into places it's never been before. And I don't know if they know this, but you can't do that if you're constantly restarting. Or if you're constantly pushing things away, it's like, it's like, come and come and hurt, come and uh, exhaust yourself in our ring for no reason, and then and then go do your own stuff. But uh, no, and well, that's not what my whole thing is: is come exhaust yourself in our ring, cool. But then the moment you add the oh, and for no reason, it's not going to relate to anything you're doing or any kind of fun you're trying to have. It's all going to be about me or all about us. Yeah. And I just feel like, okay, well, then I don't need to deal with that. Yeah, I don't need to. Why would I do that? That's, what, that's what's cool about... Uh, so, so that's, what, that's, what, that's what's been interesting working with WAW. You know, Tyson support, you know, directly just him. Is that we are actively following the storylines and trying to make sure that, you no, know, like, toes aren't really stepped on and shit like that and stuff like... Uh, and maybe that might be too complicated for... 
the other group to 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 pull together. I don't know. I don't know what what's up with that. It's, it's just it's just kind of weird that I was telling Tyson Sport. I mean, you let them, you let them, men, like where like mention their show. Like their show exists in our show. We've now we we literally did a whole segment where WAW had to team up with SSW to fight Sudistic. So they exist in our show. But for some reason, we can't exist in their show. That means they just, they literally used the, the, I feel like, they. I mean, they probably don't, I don't know if they feel this way. But to me, it feels like you've used us to promote SSW and will not let us promote Sudistic. Sudistic. They won't let WAW, you know, they don't let us showcase that we do this elsewhere as well. That we've we've come from somewhere else to come and, and um, you know, and I'm just not gonna deal with it. I'm not yeah, all about weird. that. That's not me. This is some playground politics. Is that here. weird? Is isn't that weird? Like the it feels backyard like wrestling politics. It feels like absolutely some whole like like all, all the fun is mine and you can't have any and but you know like oh you're having your fun but we're really yeah. having fun. We're really we're actually <laughs> having fun. <laughs> we're really having fun. You aren't having and fun. And you could have you more fun if you came over and joined our fun, but don't bring your fun with you. Your fun <laughs> is invalid. Your fun no, is invalid. Like your fun is invalid. Y'all have never met before. It's like, we just fought you guys at an event. We're supposed to pretend like we've never well, like, I, I just and like I tell these guys like all the time, I'm like, I do this for my mental health. <laughs> this is literally why I do this. I do this to stay sane. Like, it's the same reason why I write. It's the same reason why I go and do stand-up comedy. I do this so that I don't fucking kill myself. So, like, yeah, them saying shit like, oh, you can come <coughs> and wrestle in our playground, but you can't bring any of your toys with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck you, man. I like my toys. But we have a ring. Well, we're going to get a ring. Oh, we're getting a ring. That's why it's like, it's like, no fine, offense, fuck it. No offense it's to like, anybody on the planet, though. We're getting a better one. <laughs> it's being paid for with actual money, you know, like three thousand fucking dollars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're getting, we're trying to build a show here. Yeah. I don't care if I'm always on top. That's not the point. The point is, is that it's a show that we're putting on. Yeah. And that's all to me. Like, because I'm technically in. Like, I'm not a third party like Brendan. But I'm also kind of a third party in the fact that nobody brings me into the loop of things unless it's you. Yeah, right. So I'm always getting left out of shit and totally like... Oh, oh my God. Shut up, Siri. Okay. But anyway. yeah, like in, the, in that sense, like... I just want to make sure that every match I'm in and whoever I'm facing off, it looks good. And I want everybody to have fun. But if, then if you're telling me... That's all cool except the last part. You know, you can make everybody look good, but you don't get to have fun while you're doing it. You don't get to do your thing. You got to do my thing. I'm not going to do that. And if you always want to win, if that's your goal, to always be the guy who wins and comes out on top, then this is probably not for you, and you're probably not going to enjoy it five years from now. Yeah. No, not at all. That was was a weird thing that when Tyson Support told me, he's like, uh, uh, that they're, uh, they're basically the main guy who 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 makes everyone else speak for him. Which is and another thing, I'm just gonna say, if you're a backyard wrestling group, the one thing you don't need is a writer. <laughs> the reason why I'm saying that is because in the whole scheme of things, they don't do shit. 
the guys wrestling do everything. So you don't need a rider in a backyard ring or a fucking indie ring. You just need to fucking make shit work. Oh, this guy was mad at this guy. Now they're going to have a match. Oh, these two guys don't like the fact that these yeah. two guys are having a match and one of them is going to be the champions. Oh, now we got this shit going on. It's the simplest shit ever. It's not rocket science at all. I'm pretty sure somebody like Elon Musk could tell you this is not rocket science. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Brendan? It's just unfair. Unfair. That, that's all I can think of is it's like it's not reciprocal. It's not like... Yeah, no, you know, funny. Reciprocal, that's a good word because, like, you know, in a three way, if there are three people having sex, everybody got to reciprocate. If one person don't reciprocate, then what was the point of three people being there? Might as well just be two people and one person watching through a phone (laughs) or a closet or some shit. Through a closet. You know what I mean? If they don't want to reciprocate with us and our gimmicks, then why should we even take them in there? Why shouldn't we tell them, you know, oh, hey, if you want to come to Sadistic, you got to make up a whole new character. <laughs> you can't be the you can't be the ghoul here. You can't be anarchy here. You got to make up a whole new guy if you want to wrestle in our backyard. Yeah. It's like, he, it's playground politics. It's backyard wrestling. Yeah. My God. The, the the crazy drama that you would get. You know what's crazy though? We, we've, uh, I feel like we've faced, what's weird is I feel like Sudistic has faced opposition before. Especially with Cody, because uh, I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, uh, Durham? Yeah, Cody Durham. This might have actually been before the you. The King of Hardcore? It was actually before you. I, I came yeah. in right around the King of Hardcore. Yeah, 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 but before that, before he was Hardcore Cody, Cody Durham, he was, uh, what? I was asked for a second. Oh, okay. I don't have any. Uh, before he was hardcore Cody Durham, he was a hardcore maniac. And during hardcore maniac phase, there was a period of time between because there was a whole there was a whole thing we we, we call it the uh, the HCW era because uh, Cody wanted to do his own thing. I was like, whatever, fine, go do your own thing. Yeah, but we can't do sadistic anymore. Why? We're gonna do our own thing. We're gonna do our own shows. Blah 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 blah. And uh, they went off, and for a few months they did absolutely nothing. <laughs> and, then, and then they and then they had to come back. And that's when you that's, that's around the same time. I think they came back around the same time you guys showed up. Yeah, and I remember and so, arguing with Cody about the fact that Tommy Dreamer is not the fucking pinnacle of wrestling. Yeah. That so, ECW was not but, the pinnacle of fucking wrestling. But uh, I guess the, the the point is that Sudistic has gone through opposition, and we've we've dealt with it way better than the opposite than them dealing with opposition. They've never experienced it before. Like, what's going on? Why won't? Don't they want to wrestle in our ring? Don't they want to come and uh, be a part of our show and and listen to our writer and and blah blah and no, and, and, I, and no. <laughs> it's like the moment you say listen to our writer, I'm like, what does he do? He writes your shit. Yeah, he writes my shit for me. I'm sorry, I'm creative he, enough to he, write my own shit. He he, uh, he messaged me once. Like, hey, do you work well with Tyson Sport? I'm like, did you not just see we had a fucking whole program already? He's like, because I think about I'm thinking about having you guys uh, have like uh, fight a bunch of matches. But I know that he wants us to like not pretend that we didn't just have a fucking blood feud. Yeah, just a yeah, <laughs> literal fucking blood feud. We just had a blood feud at three fucking major matches. They had all, all these major matches, and then it's like. 
Come wrestle with that us. That just now. sounds like an untalented writer. That just sounds like <laughs> lazy writing. Like, oh man, I can't take your st- you guys' story and work with it. I, what do you think I am, a writer? <laughs> well, he claims. Uh, Tyson Sports says that uh, he claims that he's the writer because he used to write for um, Gulf Coast Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Who? Gulf Coast. Who? <laughs> Who? Hurricane Pro. The Who? Bo- the Beaumont Wrestling. Never fucking heard of them. <laughs> the Beaumont Wrestling. The Beaumont Wrestling Circuit. Never fucking heard of them, and I live right across the river. You wrote for fucking who? <laughs> and so, and so, that's that's his credit. That's that's all I'm saying. Damn, those guys don't even exist anymore. Did you write them into the fucking ground? <laughs> The fucking who? I don't know. Never heard of them. Never heard them on the radio saying, hey, come to Beaumont and see us live. Never heard any I, of them. I think they made a Facebook post. <laughs> Millions of people every day make a Facebook post. But they made a post. Saying that they were going to be wrestling in Beaumont? Yeah. I never saw it, man. And I'm subscribed to wrestling stuff on they Facebook. They started... In the Montaigne's... Well, actually, no. They started at the Armory in uh, Nederland. Yeah, yeah. Well, they moved and then the they went to the Montaigne Center. Center. And then they actually... Civic Center? And then they actually... Uh, yeah, but then they actually, they're actually doing stuff at Ford Park. That's interesting. Interesting. I wonder how much it costs. Once again, though, you're a former writer for a group of people I've never heard of. Yeah, no. It's, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, jeez. Uh, life, life in backyard is crazy, Brendan. Are you are you excited to join this life? Oh, it's it, it's clearly a a huge ordeal. I, I've been in this situation a couple of times before. At this point, every time I try to get into a, a hobby, you know, like it's kind of like being on the uh, edge of a diving board. You know what I mean? And you know, you know what you're getting into, but that doesn't that doesn't soften the blow. Do you think that uh? So uh, they mean they they were trying to say that our egos won't let us work together. Do you think it's ego driven? I don't know. Our complaints? Well, no, I think like 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 to a certain extent. Wait, no, hold up, hold up. The, the, the guys who said <laughs> the guys who said that you can't be the characters you made up with because we say so are saying that we're ego driven. <laughs> they said our egos won't let us work together. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it. It sounds like you guys got some really big egos and you just it won't let you work with us because I'm willing to do it. You just got to let me be me, man. Yeah. And if that's too much for you, if that's too much muffin uh, to fucking swallow without milk, then I guess you're just going to have to choke on it. I don't know, man. It's getting getting pretty crazy. But hopefully it all works out. Uh, hopefully we get uh, some shit rolling well, i mean it's gonna get rolling it's just whether or not we're gonna be working with other people besides us and our friends no yeah yeah true that and i, I got a few people in mind that uh i got one guy that i'm really that uh seemed pretty at he's like once y'all get a ring i'll come and join and he makes he literally makes like cosplay outfits for just like fun and he, he could probably make outfits like, he's probably gonna make his own outfit it's gonna be epic and uh He's like a really jacked buff dude. <laughs> so, no, I'm just saying, like, it's always good to have like, like, mu- yeah, muscular, like these, like, you know, tall. Like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I think he's like six foot something, seven foot something. Well, not seven foot. We'll he's finally probably, have a big guy. Yeah, he's six foot, but he's not like fat. You know, he's like, he's like actually just like fucking just muscular. Yeah, we'll we'll have a big guy finally. And so uh, that'd be cool. And then. Um, 
there's just so many people that we can bring in once we have a ring is going to be uh i really want that guy that comedian i think the comedian would join us cuz uh he works out with uh uh Brock Johnson you probably don't remember him he he did matches with us way back in the day but he uh he's like a trainer now at H&H and so he trains this comedian. He, the comedian's actually done a movie with uh, Jake the Snake. It was like a weird zombie movie with like a bunch of wrestlers. Like zombies versus wrestlers or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he did a movie with all these old ass wrestlers. Because he's a huge wrestling fan. But he lives in Vider. Uh, who's that? Who's the re- who's the comedian that lives in Vider? Well, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Catfish Cooley. Oh, of course. Yeah. How could I forget? I think I think, with the I think with the yeah, ring yeah. we can. I think we can pull Catfish Cooley. He may want to actually wrestle though. I, I wanted him. I thought it would be fun to have him on commentary with Ed Ray, <laughs> buddy. But uh, we could probably do both if, if anything. <clears throat> A lot of plans, man. And on top of that, uh, when we start, uh, we're, we're basically uh, the ideas that we are uh, when we first start launching. We're going to do virtual events, uh, especially when we're train like while we're training in the ring. Uh, we're going to start off just mainly virtual to make sure we get it all down and like. Our current fans are basically going to be the ones that are buying from us or whatever. Uh, also, a lot of our big events, I'm probably going to try to, I'm probably going to put on Amazon Prime, and uh, that'd be fun. We'll be on a streaming service. Bunch, bunch of ideas. Got a bunch of ideas. You think they're good ideas? Do you think they're good ideas? <laughs> think they're good ideas. Why? Because, I mean, do you? I mean, you got ideas. Do you think they're good ideas? Yes. Well, that's just your opinion. Oh, my God. And all we have here are opinions, opinions and beer. We are a million.